Hey, fam, what's going on? What's going down? What's shaking? Welcome to another episode of Jonathan Soul. Right now, we're going to focus on uh, manga creators, in particular, Saturday a.m., Saturday p.m., wonderful manga uh, websites under the leadership of Frederick L. Jones. We're going to get into the conversation. We're going to talk about the growth because we talked to him about a year ago. And so uh, he's expanded his offerings, um, their relationships with other uh, companies that he's starting to build and the other projects that are coming online. And we're going to we're going to get into some hints of that uh, on some of them. The ink hasn't dried, so we can't get too deep. And, and then, of course, we're going to talk to one, two, three, four wonderful creators and their new manga properties that are going to be coming online on Saturday p.m., which is the more mature uh, brand of uh, Saturday a.m. All right. But first, this message. Whoa, you must be a real sci-fi fan to come all the way down here. Yes, I'm here for the book. You mean the sci-fi novel Malcolm Mars by Jonathan Soule? Yes, how do I get a copy? I need it to save the universe. Okay, okay, no problem. Just go to Amazon.com and look up Malcolm Mars by Jonathan Soule. You can read it on your tablet or smartphone. Manga ideas, but he's bringing people from around the planet to put their own spin on this art form that we call manga. Ladies and gentlemen, Frederick Jones. How you doing, sir? I'm doing well, Jonathan. I'm so happy to be back, man. Thank you so much for taking time out for us, dude. Yeah, man. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So uh, I see that, you know, we, we changed up the roster a little bit. Last time uh, we talked uh, to the Cats on Saturday a.m. And then, uh, of course, uh, Adunze, he had one one book on p.m. Now it looks like all of these Cats are on, uh, on Saturday p.m.? Yeah, we, um, you know, it's been, how long has it been since we last chatted? Oh, dude, man, it might have been six year. months or a year. Six yeah, months, yeah, but yeah, it's been, a, it's been a minute. And so we've had a trem- so many things happen. I mean, some stuff hopefully I'll, I'll tell you about today, man, it's going to blow your mind. But, you know, we're, we're definitely pushing into that, that next level, although it's coming with a lot of hard work. Mm-hmm. And the reason I wanted to, uh, you know, this time uh, when you invited me on to kind of bring in uh, some other folks, because remember, when we first chatted, that was just, the guys who helped me start Saturday, and that was Raymond Brown, Adunze, Andrea, uh, you know, folks who were there at the very, very, very beginning of Saturday. And we've grown way past then yeah. with many more creators past those those first couple of folks. But uh, but this time, you know, I wanted to uh, bring on some folks who represent a second magazine that we do called Saturday PM. And Saturday AM is more for your kind of mainstream or teenage oriented content. Saturday PM is more mature. So it features content that uh, has either older characters or situations that have more kind of serious uh, concerns to them. And, uh, and so we've got an amazing group of uh, young talent that uh, I think people are going to be talking about a few years from now. Fantastic. Now, we're going to introduce uh, everybody uh, that's on the panel, but let me just focus a teeny tiny bit on uh, the, the growth. So. You know, I'm a member, you know, I get the, the little uh, newsletter and the books every month. And um, your uh, your letters from the editor is sometimes they're humorous. Sometimes they're kind of touching. Sometimes they're heavy. And uh, and so you, you talked about just read a, couple, a couple lines from the first sentence. It's crazy, but it's finally looking like the seesaw uh, called startup culture is uh, starting to hit some stable days. Uh, there's something uh, when you realize just how. Uh, tenuous, I guess is the word, uh, things 
uh, or even when uh, seemingly going well. Uh, you know, smoke and mirrors as a sexist sometimes. So you kind of you kind of get into a little bit of the, the grind. Can you talk yeah. a little bit about that growth since we last talked? Yeah. <clears throat> so I think the so first of all, thank you. <laughs> I, have to, I have to say thank you tremendously for uh, just even acknowledging the letter from the publisher. I, I was telling uh, someone the other day that, um, you know, one of the things about Saturday and, and Saturday PM that I think a lot of a lot, especially some of our competitors miss is that. Uh, I, I am. I take the same amount of concern and the same amount of focus with even the most minute detail that we know is not the thing that draws people to subscribe to us or to support us, like the letter from the publisher or the design, like the actual design of interviews. Like we macromanage that stuff, Jonathan, all the way down to the core. Mm. That that and, and I think people don't really understand just how much effort we put into those things. And the reason we do it is because. We do view this very much as a movement. We view this very much as a kind of revolution about the way that people think about creating content. The fact that, again, you know, so many people do it and they just put their stuff up on the Internet and they get excited because, like, oh, you know, I got, you know, 100 likes this week. And it's like, yeah, but that's not actual money. Right. And that doesn't actually mean you're going to have a movie or, or a video game or any of these things based on your property. That those things you have to cultivate. You have to take each step, step by step, and slowly build up relationships and, and develop your your base and develop uh, your your marketing and so forth. And all those things take time. Mm-hmm. And so you know we've been five years into the game, as you know. And so for that, when I write those letters for the publishers, they are heartfelt because I'm I'm trying to be real with people and say you know hey this is how stressful this has been, but here's where we're going. If things are good, I let them know. If things are tough, are tough. I let them know that as well, because I never want someone to feel like uh, that, you know, that, that this process is, is easy. It's not. But to that end, man, we uh, you know, we recently had a, a presentation at uh, uh, or an installation, they call it, at uh, 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 Anime Expo, which is one of the largest anime oh, wow. in the U.S. OK. Yeah. With a company called Marker Universe. So like they're a big time, a big website about to like really start to blow the doors off of marker sales. They used to be an official group that work with Copic, which is like one of the biggest uh, art supplies that you can get if you're an artist. Mm-hmm. And so they're about to create this new art art kind of uh, e-commerce store. And so they partnered with us. Uh, we gave them this really beautiful exclusive poster that White Manga did. And that was our first real opportunity to kind of get out there, showcase what we could do uh, in that context. We then partnered with a company out of the UK called Toonmoji, and the results were unbelievable. This is a brand new celebrity-backed uh, app that a lot of young people use. In fact, 30 million people are using this app. Oh, wow. And uh, they selected Saturday AM. They could have selected anybody. They selected us okay. to be the partner to kind of give them that anime focus. And I got the stats the other day. Stats were unbelievable. I mean, our wow. brand is just growing like crazy. Okay. And so because of that, you know, I just had a call yesterday. Uh, in fact, it was the second phone call I had with a cat that used to be. In fact, John, I'm going to tell you some of this offline because I can't get too much into details about it right now. Right. Offline. But let me just tell you, this cat used to be a big wig at Funimation. Oh, wow. Okay. He's, he's, he's talking serious stuff with us and so forth. We're talking about you know, doing something real with them. And mm-hmm. we've got other partnerships happening, including a company in Japan. So there's just so much stuff that's starting to build for us, man. I, I, what I tell my guys internally is real simple. We spent five years hmm. developing the legitimacy of the brand. Mm-hmm. And now it's about building the legitimacy of the business. And so we're okay. all about right now trying to strengthen the business. And it starts with having uh, amazing creators who get it, uh, like these young men that we've got today for our Saturday period. 
That's, that's, that's the perfect segue. So uh, let me let me talk uh, to the first creator here. Uh, let's see, uh, J.R. DeBard. How you doing, brother? Doing good, Jonathan. Good, man. Good, good, good. So so uh, tell me a little bit about the concept behind your manga, Underground. Right. So it's, um, it's an underground MMA story. I'm highly influenced by, like, my own experience doing martial arts and, uh, you know, other manga series like... Uh, okay, Fox who was you rooting for, man? Mayweather or uh, McGregor? Be honest. Uh, Mayweather. <laughs> okay, all right. You can continue. <laughs> uh, shoot. Um, yeah, so the, um, the main character, he's a half-black, half-Korean um, character who does uh, Taekwondo, and he gets involved in the uh, underground scene. Okay. And, uh, shenanigans sort of go from there, but you expect, like, you know, the sort of violent martial arts, you know, that you wouldn't, you wouldn't see in, like, sanctioned fights, so it gets pretty intense. So I'm guessing there's some gambling involved, maybe there's some, uh, I don't know, fixing fights, uh, other kinds of drama, or? Oh, lots of drama. Yeah, definitely, you know, gang, um, gang activity and things like that, um. You know, a lot of people who get really hung up on the fact that they lost get, you know, involved in all kinds of, um, all kinds of, you know, violent <laughs> Okay, all right. Now, now the thing, so let me ask you this. How did you, how did you uh, form a relationship with uh, Frederick? I mean, how did you uh, connect with uh, Saturday PM? Uh, it's actually interesting. They, um, they were at Anime NYC. Okay. Um, and I had seen, like, white videos on YouTube. All right. And so that kind of sparked my interest, well, re-sparked my interest in doing manga. Um, and I thought that they were doing portfolio reviews, and I had started uh, working on uh, some stuff. I the brought infamous it in portfolio review, <laughs> where you take your heart and put yeah. it out on the sidewalk for people. You know? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, okay. yeah, it was funny. I came with uh, a, um, a concept that was for AM um, yeah. and completely changed it. Um, and I know Raymond had been like watching me on Instagram and we had stayed in touch after that. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. Yeah. Hey, you know, uh, let me say, John, so, first of all, JR is one of the nicest people you'll meet. I, I still remember this young man's smile. He's, he's really, he's got this really, really magnetic smile. And he was just, he was such a neat, neat young guy that came up to the booth. We had a lot of people come for the portfolio reviews. Mm-hmm. And I had now, now, like you said, Raymond stayed in touch with him because honestly, you know, like I, once, once he shows in, I, I go back into like crazy world of numbers and, and right. negotiations and all that stuff. But, but I did remember him. And, and what was the name of the series, Jonathan? It was like uh, ba- uh, Tower Chasers or Tower, what was it called? World Raiders. <laughs> world Raiders. It was all Towers, but it was, it was like a Shonen Deep series. With the idea, it, it was really cool, Jonathan. Mm-hmm. And I just remember, I remember the, I remember the concept. I remember uh, the art because art was really cool, Jonathan. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and then just this young man, he was so positive. Right. And you know, and, and as you know, Jonathan, you know, you deal with young people sometimes, like just seeing some people who have some some positivity to them matters almost yeah, as it's, much it's as the talent level. Yeah, absolutely. And so, like, so, so as soon as Raymond told me that this cat was changing his game and doing other stuff, and uh, we should definitely take a look at him again. And he had this martial arts thing. And I, we've been looking for something sports for a long time. And uh, I can honestly say, you know, we've, we've looked at some of the data that's come in and stuff since we debuted him in issue four. And uh, I knew the minute we put him in issue four, the minute we got, got him set in, the minute we put him in issue four, 
that uh, that his series was going to be, you know, one of the anchors for Saturday AM, uh, Saturday PM. I'm sorry because it was so strong. Sorry. <laughs> that's, wow, that is that is that is the that's my iPad telling me that I've got a lot of uh, weather coming in. Wow. But uh, okay. but yeah, but no. So it was really interesting, man. And we were just we were so impressed with uh, with him. And so we're really excited to have him on the on the team. That's cool. That's cool. That's cool. All right, moving down the roster, we got Jeffrey Jean Luis, creator of Yellow Stringer. Did I get that right? Yes, you did. All right, fantastic. So, Jeffrey, man, talk to me, man. What's the concept behind Yellow Stringer? All right, so Yellow Stringer is about these two journalists. Um, one of them is named Naomi, and the other one's named Tony. And they're essentially trying to uncover an underground world of monsters. There's a bunch of monsters that are living in the world, but nobody knows about them, or people think that they're fake. And so they try to reveal them throughout. Uh, they try to reveal them using journalism and putting it through news outlets. Although okay. they're in a magazine so that's... Is it like X-Files, but journalists instead? Uh, Yeah, yeah, essentially. Okay, all right. Oh, all right, that's kind of dope. Okay. So how yeah, did that idea kind of percolate? I mean, what was the seed, and then... You know, like how did it how did it travel through the brain? Well, actually, what happened was Frederick was the one who gave me the idea because okay. after I <clears throat> I got through Saturday AM by doing this um, summer manga short wow. called Mar the Martian. Okay, and it was like this really really cutesy Martian slice of life story, mm -hmm. and and Frederick liked it, and then he thought, wow, this really cutesy friendly type of art style will look really good in a dark adult theme magazine. <laughs> <laughs> and, See, and that's the evil genius so, of frederick jones ladies and gentlemen you saw that right okay keep going uh but yeah and so it was either doing um a sports manga because i had a little bit of interest in sports um or doing one about journalists finding monsters and it was called yellow stringer and now uh, that's that's how the idea came up to be let, wow. let me let me just let me, let me put it in there Jonathan, real quickly uh, first of all this young man's not giving himself enough credit Jonathan. i, I encourage everybody to listen to this podcast to check out, we we will put it on the Saturday PM website. Uh, this short story he did during the summer of manga a couple of years ago, where we debut original creators all the time. We're doing it again this year, uh, where we debut new creators, and and, and John, Jeffrey was one of them. And so he did a, a series, this comic called Mar the Martian. It was so beautiful, it was so succinct for anybody who's a real hardcore comic book fan who's grown up really admiring comic book illustration. When I saw it, I knew immediately this guy was next level. And not just that. And again, there's nothing flashy about it. So again, mm -hmm. you have to be a real student of comic book art to appreciate what Jeffrey's capable of. Mm -hmm. When I saw it, I knew this young man had talent. And then when I found out how young he was, it blew me away. And so that was the ethos of us trying to work together. Now, he said he wanted to do something like Detective Conan. Mm -hmm. Detective Conan is a mystery, a very famous mystery series in Japan. Mystery manga, mystery anime. Yeah, with that old and, young dude. Yeah. Exactly. Well, yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So... And so my thought, my thinking was, but he because he, he he liked to draw, you know, a variety of things. And I thought, well, what if we did something kind of like a modern Scooby Doo? And and when you said X Files, I'm gonna tell you what the original ethos was. It was uh, Kolchak. You remember the Night Stalker back in the '70s? Yeah, basically. Uh -huh. Yeah, yeah. He the was reporter a journalist. Yeah, that's right. And so he reported on things that should be his normal news stories. Oh, that's dope. But they turned out to actually be horror things. And I thought this would be perfect. The funniest thing about this, Jonathan, just real quickly. That's why I want to tell the story. The funniest thing about this, because this young man 
Jeffrey, I think, is easily one of the top creators you guys will see in the future, hands mm -hmm. down. Mm -hmm. his, his ability is fantastic. He reminds me of a lot of classic artists of the 1980s mm -hmm. who made manga successful. We're talking like guys like the creators of Gunsmith Cats and the creators of uh, Dirty Pair and things like that. Mm -hmm. but, uh, <laughs> but the best part about this stuff is when I was giving him this idea and he was, and he was getting him to develop it and so forth, Jonathan... He's so young, he didn't quite understand newspapers. <laughs> I love the generation gaps, man. That's beautiful. Absolutely. I, was talking, I had to explain to him how the news business worked. You know, like, no, no, dude. Like, they have to go, they have to get, like, approval to go investigate a news story. And then uh -huh. maybe, like, the story is, like, one thing, but then they're going to cover something else. He's like, oh, okay, okay. And I'm like, oh, my God. Yeah, funny, that is the, That's modern folks. But this young man, Jeffrey John Louise, we're going to post his Mar of the Martian on the Saturday PM website later this week. I encourage everybody to check it out. This young man is super talented. That's cool. That's cool. Hey, hey, fellas, you know, don't worry about the generation gap. People on the, they can't see it, but I'm holding up a camera to the camera, right? So I gave my camera to my daughter, and she was a natural. She started taking pictures, and then she turned it around and said, where's, where's the picture at? I said, what are you talking about? I said, what a picture? I said, sweetie, you got to take the film out. What's film? <laughs> so, exactly. So, uh, exactly. so the generation gap is a beautiful thing. All right. Moving along down to Ross, I'm talking to my man, Talal. Talal, did I get your name right, brother? Yeah, you did. Uh, good, good, good. So, man, tell me about this groovy title, Codename Villain. Okay. Uh, so Codename Villain is about a villain. Um, he's the first villain in his world. Um, all the people with powers in that world are superheroes or heroes. Okay. And it's it's like someone is choosing who gets the power. Um, so our our guy in grass, um, he he works at a comic shop. Uh huh. And uh, he actually likes uh, villains, and for some reason he he enjoys reading about villains. When he gets the power for unknown reasons, and that's the metallic part from, his, from the picture. Sure. Um, he chooses to be the codename villain because every hero in that world is codenamed something. Mm -hmm. We've got codenamed Goose or codename whatever. Uh, so he, he chose to be codenamed villain. I'm the first villain and he wants to conquer the world. Man, that's a beautiful spin, man. That's a beautiful spin. Okay. So everybody there is helping and loving and happy and joying rainbows. And this guy... He says, you know what? I want to shit up. <laughs> That's Saturday PM. That makes sense. Wow. So 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 tell me about the the the, the you know how the idea formed and gestated. Tell me about that. Um it was and me and Ferris actually were talking about making a new story. And Ferris, and, uh, uh is it Kayid? How you pronounce your brother's name? Yeah, uh Ferris uh, Kayid. Okay, go ahead. Uh, he's the artist. Yep. So uh, uh, we were talking about making a, a, new, a new story, and um, he knows that I love villains. Uh, personally, I love villains. And he was like, okay, let's make a story about the main character being a villain. Wow. And I was into it immediately, and I made the world and everything. Was so let me let me ask you this. This is really directed at Fred. How many yeah. villains got their own book, say, in the DC Marvel world? So, uh, so well, there's there's more and more frequently now. So Marvel went through a period. I think a lot of people don't realize this, but Marvel went through a period in the '90s when they started to have, you know, renewed popularity. And then, of course, the comic against almost went went bankrupt in yeah. this period. 
But uh, but where a lot of the characters today, I mean, the characters that kids are fans of today mm-hmm. debuted. You're talking guys like Deadpool, guys like Venom, mm-hmm. and they were villains. You know, these yeah. were villains. They they were not superheroes. Mm-hmm. And uh, and so and so then they got you know, shifted into the antihero status because they were so compelling. Right. They were so interesting. Now mm-hmm. I'll, I'll be the first to say that they're not for me. Like I'm not a fan of those characters of those movies, but. Yeah. But uh, but at the same time, though, they became very compelling. I'm a big DC Comics fan. Of mm-hmm. course, we all know that DC's uh, villains are some of the most classic supervillains in the history of, of comic books and pop culture. Right. Lex Luthor, the Joker, mm-hmm. Catwoman, uh, you know, things of the characters of that sort. Yeah. All characters who, again, were characters who had really interesting personality quirks. You're seeing more of it now mm-hmm. thanks to just modern storytelling. So Thanos, of course, was amazing in the Avengers movies. Yeah. And now he's having a lot of comic books made that are just about him. Dark Side. Very popular DC character mm-hmm. and it, uh, a villain that that's, has a lot of comic books that he supports. Yeah. But in the world of manga, this is an interesting area because one of the most successful manga of all time, uh, certainly in terms of its reach and its influence, is called Death Note. Oh, that's my you know, that's my the, joint. <laughs> yeah, exactly. yeah, yeah, yeah. Death Note, Death, hands down, one of the best manga in the last probably thirty years. And Death Note, you know, is all about a morally compromised character. He's about the villain. This, Right. Exactly. And so you find some very compelling. Now, let me say two things. One or three things. One, we've not Cut of Villain hasn't come out yet. It doesn't come out until issue six okay. of Saturday PM. So it'll be later this fall when it debuts. Mm-hmm. I wanted to law and Forrest and Forrest can join us, the artist, because these you know, number two, because I am incredibly uh excited at the idea of us being able to bring some real attention and visibility to our brothers and sisters from the Middle East, mm-hmm. because there's tremendous talent sitting over there. And mm-hmm. again, how much of that actually gets extrapolated and shared for the world is not always the case. And so gotcha. I wanted to make sure that the Saturday PM, which stands for is Saturday and which stands for everybody, mm-hmm. includes everybody. Mm-hmm. And last year we had the, the real honor of publishing uh, a young woman from Saudi Arabia. She actually knows both Talal and Farz. Her name is Sawa. She okay. did a really cool comic course called Tender Loving Punch. And so we're, we're really excited to work with her again. Okay. And these two guys came about, and I just was totally impressed with their uh, ability. The third thing I'll say is that I don't – anyone expecting this to be like a – because these guys are very – like they're, they're super talented. So this series will be more in the kind of uh, action, comedic vein. It's not going to be just like a you know super dark gotcha. you know fantasy. There's going to be some real humor and, and, and aspects to it. But, you know, it's still going to touch on some really interesting, mature themes. That's why we loved it. Yeah, I mean, I think the idea of headlining the villain, I think, is amazing. You know what I mean? I think is amazing. So, uh, all right, so so continuing down the roster, Rashad Milhouse. You there, brother? Yeah, I'm here. All right, cool, man. Tell me about Outland. It's uh, basically it's, uh, one of those, like, old-school classic sci-fi action uh, stories. Okay. And, and this is oh. one of those, like... Uh, what's the word dysphoric or uh utopia dystopia type uh, dystopia. vibration dystopia. yeah is that it, yeah pretty okay. much a dystopia okay so yeah so you have but only in certain sections of the world you have dystopias you have the places where people set up their kingdoms or countries or whatever and these mm-hmm. are where the knights the knights reside and the main character Yuina wants to become a knight but uh she wants to do it for a lot of reasons that might not seem justifiable so it's really about her journey trying to figure out what it actually means to stand up for what she thought she was standing up for in the first place so this is more of like a hero's journey type self-discovery type vibration yeah pretty much yeah a lot of twists and turns but yeah 
Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. Now, it sounds like your, uh, is your hero a, a woman? Did you say that she? Oh, yeah, yeah, she is. So did you have to do anything special to to, to write for a female character lead? I mean, interviewing uh, sister, mom, wife? I mean, which, which or did it just kind of, the character was in your head already and she was just talking to you? Uh, yeah, it, it, it's a bit of a combination of both. And also, I always enjoy it. I think what a lot of people mess up at when they write female characters is they try to write them as a female character versus making that character compelling. You know, uh, like I was a big fan of Buffy the Vampire Slayer growing up, stuff sure. like that. So it's there are ways you can write them, and so I always wanted to like do it justice and just you know make that character a character without actually pointing out that she's a female. But, yeah. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, let me uh, so let me say uh, as, I, as I've given kind of commentary on each one of these guys. Let's yep. say about Rashad. So Rashad, uh, we discovered him. I think it was two years ago. He participated. We have a big global art tournament every year called March Art Madness, okay. and uh, and that has really taken off for us. Uh, we're now going to be expanding that uh, later this year to a, a brand new website called Fan Art Friday. And this is something com. different than summer, like your it was it the, the AM summer? Is that is that different? It, it is. In fact, in fact, actually, I do, I do want to touch on that real quick. But I'm gonna, let, me, let me let me talk about Rashad here just a quick minute because uh, he's super talented, and I think mm-hmm. the key thing I want people to know is that. So we discovered Rashad. He made it to, uh, like you made it to like the final six or final eight, Rashad. What was the, it? Was the final yeah, four? I think you no. Know, it was the final. Uh, it wasn't the final four. It was the one right before. Right. So it was the quarterfinal right before the semifinal. Yeah. And uh, uh, so yeah. So Rashad, uh, amazing talent, Jonathan. Amazing talent. Mm-hmm. And so uh, so you know so so you know we 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 would, we would love to work with them, you know. But uh, you know we kind of moved on. We're doing other stuff. White manga, so Doomsday himself had uh, kept in touch with Rashad and, and, and kind of just like we were talking about with Raymond and uh, JR, he had really been keeping track on him. And he had been, you know, every time we'd have a meeting, he would bring it up. You know, he'd be like, hey, man, 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 we really need to look at Rashad. And we'd be like, hey, man, you know, we, you know, we got to work through this stuff we got right now, but when we get a chance, we will come to this brother because he, you know, he does stuff, does look good. White stayed with it. I mean, I, I can honestly say this is because. Like many young people, Jonathan, White is not the most aggressive person. Right. White is so laid back about things. Sometimes I have to feel like I want to hook him, hook him up to like an electric shock just to get <laughs> more emotion out of him. But he was adamant about this. He was like, "No, no, no, trust me. Like this, I vouch for this guy. He is amazing. Trust me. You guys are gonna are, are gonna really like his stuff." So uh, we had talked about, you know, when I, we finally saw it, everybody in the group was like, "Oh yeah, no, this guy is amazing." And uh, so that was a big conversation. I was like, "This needs to go on Saturday PM." And, you know, and I think the thought was that we're going Saturday. And I was like, no, you know, when you've got someone this talented and they're this new, the thing about Saturday PM that's so special is that it's there's a long time between issues. So the creators can get used to appearing in every issue because the demands of Saturday AM are a bit more dramatic. But with Saturday PM, because there's just a little bit of time between each issues, you have time to really, especially as a new artist, to really get your story right, to take your time tell each chapter the right way and let it kind of breathe. Okay. And I thought for someone of this talent level, the way that uh, Rashad has, and with a story that's fairly straightforward, mm-hmm. I thought, man, let's let, 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 let this cat breathe because he could be something dynamite. Mm-hmm. So let's let him breathe. Let's let him really get the, the hook of this. And so far, so good. The, 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 the results that we saw thus far from issue uh, five, where he debuted, Artwork's extraordinary. People really like the story. They mm-hmm. like the main character, the female main character, which, again, 
Saturday PM is mostly a male oriented mature title. It doesn't have to be, but mm -hmm. it, right now it tends to be so that he can knock it out of the park on all those levels is a huge testament to Rashad. Okay. So Saturday PM is y'all version of, of this is that I'm holding up one of my old issues of a heavy metal magazine. Is that, yeah, is that what y'all are saying? Kind of like in terms of long form story or something I think like that's, that. I, I, so, so for, for people of your, you are not age. Uh, keep yes. I'm sorry, fellas. I'm sorry, man. I forget y'all was born in the eighties or nineties or something. Ready, <laughs> ready, ready, you sit there saying, I think like Jonathan, you've lost all of uh, For your, yes, for you and I. Translate I for me, Fred, yes. please translate, man. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so you're right. For you, for you and I, for our generation, you know, we finally remember that heavy metal movie back in the early yep. '80s. Yeah. And that is, yeah, that's how I, that's how I personally view Sarah Pim. You're 100 right. Gotcha, gotcha, for, gotcha. For the for the younger generation, when it comes to manga, Shonen Jump in Japan is basically Marvel Comics. Like it, it had all okay. the major properties come from Shonen Jump, mm -hmm. and so therefore that's what Shonen Jump is. But, that, but, but Shueisha, who publishes Shonen Jump, they have a mature title as well. It's called Weekly Young Jump. And so some of the more aggressive titles that are also very popular come from that. Mm -hmm. And so uh, JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, for example, uh, runs in, in, in Weekly Young Jump's kind of alternative magazine called Ultra Jump, which is a monthly publication. So bottom line is, that, yeah, so, so this is kind of like Saturday PM for us kind of is a blend of heavy metal and weekly young jump and, the, and, the, and the, the part about the weekly young jump in japan is that every issue they do cosplay models not oh. cosplay sorry they do models okay. so, so so again just to just to just to totally alienate your young audience uh it, it was the equip the weekly young jump in japan uh jonathan is equivalent to jet magazine yeah weekly. i was gonna great break out my year <laughs> <laughs> okay all right so, and so we actually have started to, we did that the first couple of issues. I've had some really amazing conversations with some uh, very level-headed, very attractive cosplay models. Okay. Because we want to make That's that a, a regular feature. That's yeah, hot. we want to make that a regular feature. So I'm talking to a sister right now, actually, because you don't see enough of that. Mm -hmm. And so we want to make sure that we bring, again, that level of commitment to diversity that we have to the world of cosplay. Yeah. And that we also make sure that we highlight black brown asian latino you know mm -hmm. anybody who represents cosplay but in a really positive still sexy way yeah. that we give them some shine as well so we're trying to push into a couple of different areas and, and that's where we hope the magazine can go that's good so people can pick up saturday p.m and say you know i read it for the articles you know what i mean <laughs> <laughs> exactly, <Okay>. exactly. <laughs> so 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 i wanted to get back to you mentioned the contest um yeah. tell me about the different points of entry for uh, young talents like, you know, uh, Jr. Jeffrey, Tall, and, uh, and 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 Rashad. I mean, like, I know there's like a summer contest, and then just tell me different points of entry. How you making uh, Saturday PM's audience accessible to young creators? Yeah, well, let me first of all let me let me let me rant a moment because mm -hmm. I know you I know you you if you've listened to my podcast, you know I rant. Yep. So let me let me rant for a few minutes. So let me just give you, let me just tell you kind of how funny uh, and silly this stuff gets at times. So we got, I was telling Raymond, uh, the creative bully to my number two in the company just yesterday. I literally got a note from somebody saying, Hey man, uh, how long, how long you got to be is get Saturday in? I said, we got to be, uh, he said, he said, yeah, can you be under 21 to be in Saturday? In? I said, yeah. I said, the rules are 19 and up. He's like, Oh, okay, good, 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 good. Hey man, my, my nephew's under 19. So can he still get in? Well, son, you just answered your question when you <sighs> asked the question. Right. 
and you've wasted my time in the process. And we, and I just want, and so when I say that, and people are like, okay, Fred, okay, understand, we get that anywhere from seven to 11 times a day. Wow. And that, that's kind of how, how ridiculous some of the stuff gets. That's why, you know, why I always tell White and, and all of our creators, and I, and I tell these young guys who are on this uh, podcast with us today, is that if you're a part of Saturday and Saturday PM, understand something, you already are in a unique position. Mm-hmm. Because you are not, you, you've already advanced way beyond many of the creators who uh, have talent, by the way. A lot of these guys have talent who approach us and approach us in undignified ways. So, because this is about trying to get to the next level. And you can't do that without being organized, professional, and talented. Right. And so with that said, yeah, we try to put three structures in place. to, And, and we're extremely transparent to make this clear. Because you can apply to a lot of companies. And, and Jonathan, you know this. Uh, especially before the internet, but 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 even now with the internet, you apply to a lot of places, you don't hear nothing back. Right. You'll never hear anything back. You, all you know is that you ain't got that job. Mm-hmm. So I've always, from day one, made it clear that you know we were going to always be transparent, even even if, and you know that this is the case, when you have to say no, people are going to yell at you. Mm-hmm. They're going to get angry at you. But we were going to always be transparent with how we felt with people's you know s- submitting content to us. So. We organize it in three ways. First of all, if you are a new creator, someone who's never done this before, we recommend you do Summer of Manga. Summer of Manga is an event that happens once a year. It happens in the summertime. And the entire conceit of it is that you have to sell us on an idea, and then we will give you a page count that we feel like is appropriate for you to do it in. It could be 10 pages, it could be 10, 12 pages, it could be 15 pages. It'll never be more than 15 pages. And because of what we've learned is that, and you know, is that, and this happens a lot on the internet, is that there's a lot of liquid confidence. Oh man, yeah, man, I got this idea, man, it's gonna blow you all the way, man. Oh yeah, yeah, liquid man, confidence, I, mean, I, guess, I like that. Yeah, it's just it's sixty, it's a sixty-page short story, man. It's gonna be amazing, man. It's gonna blow y'all's mind. And it's like, son, if, you, if if you've gone this far in life and you're telling us how you got a six-page story, you don't have a six-page story. Right. You've never done it. You haven't produced it. You can put it up on Facebook, Instagram, Line Webtoon, to pass it. Smack Jeeves, DeviantArt, you don't need us. If you've got an idea that great, get it out there. Because chances are, if you get it out there and we think it's cool, then we'll say come aboard anyway. Mm-hmm. But that's the reality is that they'd rather talk about it than do it. Yeah, They want that affirmation before they actually do the work. Mm-hmm. And so from that standpoint, we recommend Summer of Manga because it's a get-in, get-out proposition. It's going to teach you about deadlines, about selling your ideas, about having to prove yourself through work, uh, having to deal with editorial uh, uh, interaction. And all of that's going to give you the most purest concept of what it's like to produce content in a professional capacity. So we recommend that, except it's once a year. So what I tell people is that if you don't subscribe to us and you don't follow us on social media, you can't, and this happens every year, when they see some manga come out, they see all these new creators I've never heard of. Like we just got this guy from Mexico named Ricardo, Ricardo Duran. Mm-hmm. He had a really beautiful series called Atlas Article. Okay. When, when people sit there like they see it, they go, oh, my God, man, I, I, man, that's awesome, man. I, I'm from Mexico, too, or I'm from a Latin American country. I'm from Africa. Man, how do I get down with y'all? It's like, well, first of all, these guys applied, appealed, and pitched us something months ago. Right. So if you're talking about it today when we're publishing their work, then you already are five, four months too late. Mm. So now you got to wait another year. Mm-hmm. And they don't want to hear that. But mm-hmm. that's the reality. If you're a new creator, you got to go through. We created a second process, which is called Saturday AM Submit. Mm-hmm. This is a different process. This is a brand new process. And with this, this is all about if you are an established creator and you had fears of pitching us your story because you already 
are producing your story on other platforms and you don't want to be exclusive to us. Well, guess what? We now are saying, hey, you know what? We're going to shed all that. If you got something cool and we think it's cool and you think you'd be cool to work with us, then let's work together. Let's go on and get into our magazine. And we, because we had a really simple idea of this, Jonathan. If, a lot of people today subscribe to something like uh, Hulu or Netflix or Crunchyroll. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then on top of that, they've got cable. Now, if you got cable and you watch anime, you more than likely watch Cartoon Network and you watch anime on Cartoon Network late at night Dragon Ball Super, My Hero Academia. You know, Death Note, all these series. But at the same time, if you got Hulu, you can watch those as, as well. If you've got uh, Crunchyroll, you can watch those as well. Mm-hmm. In fact, you can probably watch them a lot faster and watch them with less interruptions and without less hesitation than you would on Cartoon Network. Mm. So what this came down to, we start thinking, so like, wait a minute. So then if a property can exist on different platforms and what it comes down to then is presentation, mm-hmm. which presentation fits you? Which presentation do you like? We know plenty of people. I got people in my family who will never pay to watch something on the internet when they can sit down on Saturday night and watch it on Cartoon Network. They like the way the, the, the little graphics pop up on the screen. They right. like the, the music that's played during the commercials. They like the whole setup the way Cartoon Network gives them the stuff that they love. Some people like to just get it, you know, and one episode after the other via Crunchyroll and so forth. So it's that choice that defines the modern fan. And if you are someone, you're a creator, and you've got a really cool intellectual property that you've got on another website right now, well, we know how to do cool intellectual property, too. And we have a fan base that probably does not go to where you publish your content because mm. they prefer to get it through us. So why don't, why don't we just work together? Okay. Keep your stuff on that platform. If we like it, we'll publish it in our magazine, expose it to our fan base, and you're getting the best of, best of both worlds. Mm. And so okay. we decided to go that route, and so that's been a real slam dunk for us. We're about to... In fact, we got a title on Saturday PM called Kingdom of Assassins that came from this process. Mm-hmm. We have uh, a couple of other titles that are going to be joining Saturday AM that came from this process, including the creator uh, from the Philippines. Okay. So, uh, so those are really the two processes. And then the third one is that there's some stuff that we're developing in conjunction with companies. Can't talk about those right now, but companies want us to help them produce uh, their intellectual properties. And so we're working on that as well. How many uh, countries uh, are represented in Saturday AM and PM in terms of artists? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Last time I checked, it was uh, I think fifteen, Woo! and uh, th- that wow. are consistent. That are consistent. Wow. I mean, we have, you know, when you when you take the art competition, for example. I'm sorry, I did want to talk about the art competition real quickly. Mm-hmm. Uh, March. So, so one thing that we did, as we talked about with Rashad, that helped us discover new talent is we did this thing every year called March Art Madness. Mm-hmm. March Art Madness was a one. It's a one month deal. Every week. We throw out a, a, a theme that you got to draw. And then you draw that theme. So let's say the theme is Batman. You could draw a Batarang, you could draw the Batmobile, you could draw Batman or Robin or Joker or Catwoman or anything associated with Batman. Mm-hmm. Someone else will do that too. And then we will judge you between you and the other artists, which one was the best, which one produced the best piece of artwork. Okay. And, and it, we, we, we base it on things like, you know, obviously how good the art was, but also how creative it was, how clever it was, because you may have chose something that was unique. No one would have thought of as being part of Batman. Maybe you did like a really cool Alfred piece or something like that. Mm-hmm. But but that's how it works. And it goes all the way up until the end. And then we give away really cool prizes uh, up to like an iPad and so forth. That has taken off so well. We've discovered so many great artists like Rashad through that process mm-hmm. that we now are about to unveil a brand new website dedicated to that entire idea mm-hmm. every single day. 
okay. called fanartfriday.com. And we've got a really, we just partnered with a company out of Hollywood. So I can't talk about it right now. Coming okay. out of Hollywood is going to partner with us. Thank to you make for giving me really these almost exclusive. A little fame, you know what I mean? I, feel, I, I appreciate me, uh, you. Uh, so let me give this, let me give this tease. If you love Inktober and you love NaNoWriMo, which are two big social media things that people do, okay. then, uh, then this is going to rival that. Wow. Uh, and it's got support from a major Hollywood group. And we were in talks with more companies as well. So this Fantastic. is going to rival that. It's going to be a really big thing. Beautiful. And uh, that's going to help us kick off the Fan Art Friday website. Beautiful, beautiful. So uh, as we wrap up, can you tell uh, the audience how they can, uh, you know, find these uh, beautiful properties? Let's see, Underground, uh, Yellow Stringer, Codename Villain, Outland. And Kingdom of Assassins, uh, you mentioned that is Eric McKenzie who was the creator of that. Um, Correct, yeah, uh, Eric McKenzie. Yeah, yep. where can they find these properties and how can they get in touch with you? So first things first, uh, you can go to the website. And the website is, is growing, folks, so bear with us. We've got a lot of work to do on the websites. Uh, we're going through a, 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 a website hosting change, so there's a lot of stuff we're going to be doing on the website in the near future, uh, possibly during or right after you listen to this podcast. So bear with us, but you still can find at least a lot of information about these titles, uh, including some interviews exclusively with some of these creators uh, and more coming every week at www.saturday-pm.com. And you can go there and it's all about Saturday PM. And there's a lot more stuff coming. We've got a great person named Jack who's going to be helping us uh, with some more content for the website. We've got some writers who are producing some content for the website. We need a lot of great stuff. If you love to look at adult content uh and i don't mean pornography i mean just like stuff that more mature themes and stuff yep. check this out there's a couple of free issues of the, of the magazine there as well but if you want to subscribe and support these creators and support uh the content then uh you want to subscribe to saturday a.m uh there's one subscription now it's two dollars and 99 cent a month and you get saturday a.m magazine and saturday p.m magazine you get other extras including uh you know exclusive live chats just about subscribers and a bunch of other stuff. We just unveiled this new subscription model, uh, but you can find that at www.saturday-am.com forward slash subscribe. And both websites, they're different, but they both have all the great content. So check it out and show all these guys some great love. And when you see these guys, uh, if, they, if, they, if you see a social media post from these guys, please like it, follow them, make sure that you, uh, if they tell you to subscribe, because each of them, if you subscribe under one of them, you have to have a chance to give them money directly. So just, you know, please check them out because these guys are really amazing and they're worth the effort. These are superstars in training. All right, family, we're about to get out of here. Uh, this is Jonathan Sewell speaking with you now. You can follow me on uh, the, the social media sites. Uh, let's see, uh, Jonathan Soul. So it's at J-O-H-N-A-T-H-A-N-S-U-L on, uh, you know, Twitter. Uh, InstaFace, uh, Instagram, and uh, SoundCloud, of course. You might be listening to us on SoundCloud. iTunes, and uh, of course, I got a website, jeanfasol.com, where I kind of put all my little interviews and all my uh, comic book reviews together. And if you want to support the broadcast, you can do two things. One, you can share it with all your friends and family. Uh, just share the link, and uh, so we can spread the word about these wonderful entrepreneurs that are in this comic book sci-fi space. And you can buy my novel. I have an ebook, a novel on Amazon called Malcolm Mars, 
uh, three families, the, 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 the brothers and engineers, they build a starship, they take their families from Earth to Mars to build a whole new scene. All right? Check me out. Support the broadcast. Love you guys. Have all your dreams come true. Peace. Do you want to sharpen your writing craft and start earning more money from your words? How about enriching your craft even further with scintillating insights from celebrated pop culture, political, and Afrocentric commentators? Well, you're in the perfect place with me, the Sinister Minister Faust, on my podcast, MF Galaxy. Find it on all the places you find podcasts and patreon.com slash MF Galaxy for all the bonus content. MF Galaxy, what will you discover?